0: another hope-filled message from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifeau.org.
1: Isn't it amazing to think that this Sunday marks five months since we actually had our first online service. Wow. And uh, I know I definitely was thinking, oh, you know, a couple of weeks, you know, a month, maybe two and we'll be through this. But here we are 21 weeks deep. And uh, I know that we've still got a few weeks, if not months ahead, but You know, you've heard us say it, we are incredibly grateful for the amazing people that have joined life since we've been online. And it's been so good to meet you through Next Steps and other avenues and connect groups. It's just been uh, really exciting to be honest. And obviously as well, we just love the faithfulness of our life community and the goodness of God the way He's protected, the way He's provided and just being there walking alongside us through this season really is amazing. But, you know, there's been something that's been in our spirit for Nadia and I for a number of weeks now. And I know that the landscape escape is constantly changing and, uh, you know, it, for some it's more challenging than it's ever been. For others, it's just much and much of the same. But I've really felt in my heart, and this is what we want to speak into, that this is not about survival, mm. It is not about simply making it through, avoiding as much collateral damage as possible and then going back to what was. No, right now God is wanting to form and to develop something in the spirit of who we are that we would live from and live with a conviction that we are ordained to overcome. I'll say that again, we are ordained to overcome. You know, so over the next couple of weeks, we're actually gonna start this new focus called Defying Gravity and we wanna speak into what it's gonna take for us to live an overcoming life.
0: Yeah, you know, all around us is gravity and we know naturally it's a downward force that enables us to remain grounded. But spiritually and biblically, you know, we live in a world where there are other forces at play and the Mm. enemy is consumed with doing all that he can to ensure that we are weighed down, pulled down and unable to rise into everything that God has for us. You know, fears that we have, insecurities, limitations that we face, mindsets that we have, anxieties, depression, you know, a loss of our joy, financial challenges, health challenges, no disconnection at the moment with our loved ones. And all of these things can weigh us down. Yeah. But I really wanted to encourage us today that that is not our lot in life. A... That is not how God has designed us to live our lives. We're called to live above the pressure and the challenges of this world, to live in a way where we defy the gravity of this world.
1: Awesome. So
0: come on. you know, defying gravity in a physical sense It means that we go higher, actually about 210,000 miles high. And you get to the edge of space and the force of downward gravity is no longer active. It's a state called microgravity. But in the same way, God has got a space for us where we can live in a way that is higher than gravity. A space that defies gravity. A space that defies the pressures and the weights of this world. You know, not that we're removed from the realities of life. But we aren't meant to live under the weight of it. We're called to live free, to have joy, to have peace, to know God's Mm -hmm. love, to live as overcomers. And that's why God says to cast our cares upon Him. And it doesn't remove the reality of what we're going through, but it means that He carries the weight of it for us.
1: So good.
0: And I know it's so true. You know, there is a weight to this season, but God is so much greater than this season and He doesn't want Mm. us just to survive it, but to thrive in it, to actually do a work in us that is going to release us into the more that He's got for us. And I actually love what it says in 1 John. A 5 verse 4 in the Amplified Version, it says, For everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. That's it. And this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. Amazing. Yeah, I love that. The moment that we make a decision to believe in Jesus, to surrender our lives to Him, we are born again. Mm. We are born of God. Come we are born to become conquerors, to become overcomers. You know, when I was born a Moet, which is my maiden name before mm-hmm. marrying you, yeah. I think I upgraded with my last name.
1: <laughs> Just a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I received the DNA of my parents. I gained access to everything that they had. I didn't do anything to deserve it, to earn it, but I accessed it because I was born into the family. So it true. meant that I got my dad's eyes. Oh,
1: and there's nothing like <laughs> looking into Nadia's eyes and seeing her dad every single day. Just amazing. <laughs>
0: got my mum's legs <laughs> fortunately and I got access to their home you know it was right. no longer just their home it was my home <laughs> yeah. and in the same way we are born of God we get it's access it. to everything he is and yeah. everything he has he has victory for us he is an overcomer so we are overcomers in him we gain complete awesome. access to his victory how incredible <laughs> is that that's
1: amazing i love it you're in the zone by the way
0: Oh, i'm stirred up yeah
1: It's incredible and, you know, obviously for all of us with the restrictions, we're in lockdown and and for us we've been trying new things with our family just to keep it fun and Friday nights have become slumber party nights where we literally pull out the mattresses from around different rooms and fill up the lounge and we all just sleep out together and we put on a movie and often the movie is a, a true story, something of inspiration, you know, a lot of them quite old school and recently we watched this movie called Miracle. And it's about the USA hockey team competing in the 1980 Winter Olympics. And the I guess in the area of hockey, uh, you know, it had been dominated by one country in particular for literally year after year after year. And so what they went about a strategy of uh, empowering this coach called Herb Brooks, who had never coached the USA team, and entrusted him this new role. And he decided to select a team from a bunch of college guys from across the country. And they start preparation about five months before the Olympics, and they would be out training. And as they're training, he would say, who are you? And the team member would say their name and and say where they're from, the state they're from, and who they would play for, the college that they played for. And anyway, they organised, I guess, like a a pre-match with a team, and, and it was a pretty sloppy performance. And so Brooks comes out onto the ice, says that all the players are about to go to the changing room. He says, get back on the ice. And he starts making them do sprints. And basically, he keeps them going until everybody's left the building. The staff have left the building. They actually turned the lights off, yet Brooks would not let the players leave. And he pushed them to the point that they were vomiting, they were collapsing, until one of them finally yells out, my name is Mike Aruzo. And Brooks says to him, and who do you play for? And he says, I play for USA. And at that point, Brooks says, that's right, you represent our country. And he walked off the ice. You know, I think for all of us, until we understand fully who we are and the team that we play on and who we represent, that it's not one day when, But it's right now. So we represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. We have the DNA of Christ within us. We are co-heirs with Christ. Until we get that, we are going to be in a holding pattern where we're going to find fatigue and frustration. And we're not going to be able to achieve the full fulfillment that God has for our lives. But the moment we embrace who we are, not just the identity, but the authority, the moment we embrace that and we really own who we are. My name is Craig Clark. Come on, and I'm a son of the almighty, the maker of the heavens and the earth. I'm a builder of an unshakable kingdom. Yes, right now our city and our nation looks in chaos, but our God is not in chaos. Come on, I believe it's actually possible for us to know our identity in God, but not know or outwork our authority in God. Yeah, it's true. I believe it can be actually somewhat easy for us to accept that God has won the ultimate victory, but not me personally live in victory. Or to say, you know what, yes, God's an overcomer, yet personally, I don't live as an overcomer. And so that's what these next few weeks are about, is saying, yeah, come on, what are the principles and what are the tools that God has given us to live an overcoming life?
0: So good. So we're going to start to do that today. We're going to start to break this down and look at, how we overcome. And the first thing we're gonna look at is we overcome because of the weapons that we have access to. Love it. In 2 Corinthians 10 verse four, it says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. Right. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Love it. strongholds are areas in our lives where the enemy is having his way, but we have weapons that God has given That's us it. that can destroy those strongholds. You know, weapons such as prayer, worship, like we talked about a few weeks ago, yeah. and the power of the Word of God. You now, I love that the Bible describes the Word as the double-edged sword that we get access to. In Hebrews 4 verse 12, it says that the Word of God, it's alive and active. Yep. No, it's not dead. It's not just words. It's got Great. power to change us. It is sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Mm. It judges the thoughts and actions of the heart. Wow. Pretty much what that saying is, man, the Word of God, it does a deep work in us. It reveals where we aren't in alignment to God's truth. You know, it cuts through culture, habits, biases, preconceptions, Brilliant. doubts, and it speaks to the innermost part of who we are. Yeah. And what I love about the Word of God, it is life to us. Come on! But we are the ones who decide whether to take hold of the weapon of the Word of God. It's available to us, but we need to be the ones to embrace it. You know, in James 1 verse 21, it says these words so powerful again. It says, "'Accept the word God has planted in your hearts "'because it has the power to save your soul.'" And I think that is so powerful because, you know, whatever battle that we are facing, the Word of God is our key out of it. You know, whenever I've found myself, you know, fighting a battle, God has always given me a word that has led to breakthrough. When I've cried out to Him in desperation, there's been a seed that He's deposited in my heart that will save my soul. But what I've found, what I've discovered, is that it's actually up to me how I nurture that Word. He plants it in my heart but I'm the one that gets to nurture it and see the fruit come about. And Jesus talks about this in Matthew 13. He uses a parable a story to talk about the power of the Word of God. And he uses the word, the example of the word is a seed going into soil. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how some, the farmer goes out and scatters seed, which is God, he he scatters seed, his word into our hearts. And some falls on a path and this speaks about the seed that lands in our heart, but we allow the enemy to snatch it away from us. You know, when we listen to His lies, rather than tuning into God's truth, we allow the enemy to snatch God's truth from us. And you know, as well, it talks about other seed falling on rocky soil. And this again refers to the word that we receive with joy at the beginning, but we don't allow the roots to go deep enough. And so in hard times, we don't allow the word to go deeper. And so truth again is snatched away. And then the parable also talks about other seed falling amongst thorns. And again, it's talking about the worries of life and deceitfulness of wealth, wealth, sorry, choking out the word and making it unfruitful but then there's the seed that falls on good soil. You know, the seed that we take, that we own, that we seek to understand. And this seed produces a crop yielding a hundred times what was sown. God plants the seed of His Word in our hearts, but it's up to us how we nurture that seed. You know, we haven't just got the word of God, but we've got an entire wardrobe that God has for us to That's wear so so that we're set up, ready to overcome. And I was actually thinking this week, I was remembering when we were just mates and uni students, and we would yeah, think of all these creative just mates. <laughs> We would think of all these creative ways to have fun because we were on a very limited budget. And I remember one day we went to a mall and went to the information desk and got a wheelchair. And then we took turns on the wheelchair. And whoever was in the wheelchair could take the other person into whatever shop they chose and could choose them an outfit for them to wear. Yeah. So I remember getting you dressed up in like fishnet singlets and tight lycra pants. Yeah. And then you got me into these little like hot shorts and a little like T-shirt as well. So um, What's
1: a friend gonna do you know uh it's just what friends do these days it was a lot of fun I even think I even laugh about the fact that we went to the information desk I think I hobbled up like I'd hurt myself and uh and begged the lady for a wheelchair this chair. is before
0: we were real Christians oh yes. right <laughs> okay
1: well I was it was Nadia you know still praying for her people but um
0: It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But you know how Craig dressed me and stuff I didn't want to wear? I did the same for him. In life, the enemy wants to dress up in stuff that is not good for us. So true. No, it dresses up in fear, defeat, insecurity, brokenness, rejection, hopelessness. But he doesn't have an authority to dress us. Come on. We get to make a decision to take on God's outfit for us, an outfit that's going to lead us to victory, to overcome everything the enemy sends our way
1: right so you've been an outfit like this come on the mighty storm victorious triumphant undefeatable
0: they are a good team but i was thinking a little team. more like this what is this what you had in mind how good looking are you there
1: oh I feel like the gladiator
0: come on this is what I mean by being dressed for battle and this is exactly how God wants us to be battle ready
1: battle ready maybe not Melbourne ready or preach ready but uh maybe we should jump back eh? yeah that feels better there you you
0: go how you doing You know, Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And then it goes on to talk about what the armor is. And it it says, Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. You know, truth that keeps the core of who we are strong. With the breastplate of righteousness in place is righteousness that protects our heart Mm. and our vital organs and your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace that no matter where we walk, no matter what the circumstance that we face, we have God's peace available to us. And then it goes on to say, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. You know, I love that when we live trusting God, nothing the enemy throws at us will succeed because we just keep taking it back to Jesus. And then it talks about take the helmet of salvation, the knowledge that we are born of God, that we have the mind of Christ, and then the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Then finally it says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Amazing. So everything we need is there to overcome, but it's up to us whether we take it on.
1: Yeah, isn't it incredible how God sets us up. He doesn't leave us flailing around. He sets us up. He enables us. He equips us. But as Nadi just said, and this, basically this statement I've really known and carried since I was a young Christian is what good is the armour of God if there's not a warrior to wear it? Yeah. You know, on many ministry occasions and moments I've had, uh, it's just been a privilege to be able to pray for people. And anytime you're praying for people, there's always a sensitivity in God's leading and saying, God, how do you want me to pray? Mm. What is it that you want me to speak out? And it's been amazing how many times I've been brought to this moment in my heart. And as I've prayed for someone that I've declared that over them. I've declared that the warrior in them would rise up. That it would be time to take position that our own reality would be to call, is called to stand. Yeah. And that the fight of faith. And it is a front line that we're all called to be on. You know, and I want to just, just declare that over all of us. You know, we may live in a fallen world, but we are not fragile and afraid. Amen. Come on, we have may taken some blows at this time, but we are not bowing down. Yeah. You know, we have may, may have even experienced great loss, but we will not live like we are lost. Yes. Come on, there is a warrior on the inside of you. There is someone that God wants to rise up. There's someone that He's saying, look, don't back down. Don't be intimidated. Get up there, stand in. You know, and I love that 1 John 5, 4 that we started today with, it says, and this is the victory that has conquered and overcome the world, our continuing, persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. You know, what awesome three keys, continuing. You know, let's really be people that are faithful with what God has put in our hand, faithful with the hope that we have. Faithful with His Word. Come on, faithful with the fact that we've got His name that we can call on. You know, we we speak about so many things. Bring God right into the centre of it. Bring the name of Jesus. Activate that name. Use it powerfully. Continually use that. I love as well, it says persistent, which to me just says, Craig, live resolved. You know, live absolutely persuaded in the things of God, that the truth of His Word is truth. And that's final, that has ultimate say. Everything else may say something, but His Word says truth. And His Word is which I align my life with, my thoughts with, my feeling with, and I'll determine what tomorrow holds. And then the other one, and I think it's paramount, is it's faith in Jesus continually persistent faith in Jesus, the Son of God. You know, it's our faith in Jesus that is the beginning, the middle and the end of everything that we do. It all starts with Jesus and it must always remain Jesus. You know, it was Jesus who made a way from the very beginning for us all. And it's only gonna be Jesus who can make a way for us. You know, our faith, I truly believe, is what causes victory. It's the instrument. Faith is the instrument which in which we overcome. And it enables the powerful grace of God that actually enables deliverance, enables healing, enables restoration. It enables the supernatural to become a natural reality in our lives. Faith is powerful. Faith is not just one decision to believe in God. Faith is a daily decision to activate His Word and His ways in and through our lives. And you know, Even today, uh, we received an email from an amazing family who were a part of life for a number of years before they moved back to New Zealand uh, a little while ago. And they were a really special part of our family. But she wrote saying 10 days ago, after 16 years, her incredible husband encountered God personally and gave his heart to Jesus. How amazing, 16 years of praying, 16 years of trusting, 16 years of continuing and persevering, putting these weapons to work and God provides a breakthrough, amazing.
0: So good and you know, the second reason that we overcome is because of the army that we are part of. Oh, I love it. Again, if we go back to our verse in 1 John, it says, for everyone yep. born of God is victorious and overcomes the word, for everyone. You know, we are not battling on our own. Yep. We are part of God's army, His church, where we get to stand alongside others in the midst of their Yeah, battles. totally. And I just
1: honestly just feel encouraged somebody right now. You're sitting on your own, but you need to hear it. You're not on your own. Yes, You are not on your own. Don't look at your environment and say, I'm on my own. No, no, no. There is an army of people with you. Come on, that love you, that are standing with you in this season. Hear it clearly. And I pray God just presence it in your heart. Come on, you are not alone. You are with. We are with you in this season.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And, and I was actually reading this week about a famous priest called John Gerald, and mm-hmm. he was imprisoned in the Tower of London in the 1600s because it was illegal for him to preach his faith at the time. But he wouldn't stop preaching. So they imprisoned him, tortured him, but he still refused to give up wow. his faith. And Love then it. he used orange juice to write invisible letters to his friends, to his allies on the outside, and they then helped him to escape from prison by rowing a boat into the moat, getting a rope to him. And then he escaped and lived out the rest of his days in freedom. And as I was reading that story, I was just stirred. You know what? We all need allies. That's it. We all need friends to help us step into freedom, to get us into all that God has for us. You know, that's why we have groups. Yep. That's why we run courses because we're not meant to fight battles on our own. I love what Philippians 1 verse 27 says, whatever happens, yep. keep living your lives based on the reality of the gospel of Christ, so which good. reveals Him to others. Then when I come see you, see Apostle Paul speaking, Tara good reports of you, I'll know that you stand united in one spirit and one passion, oh, celebrating God. together as conquerors of the faith of the gospel. You know, we celebrate together, we stand yeah. together as conquerors. So really wanting to encourage us today, let's make sure we fight with others and we stand with each other in the battles that we face as well.
1: How good is that? And I love the truth that the Bible says it's a great cloud of witnesses, come on, who are cheering us on, who yeah, are cheering you on. You know, there's the heavenly hosts that are alongside this. this. There's that reality, come on, of heaven on earth, that dynamic where, again, there's the natural support, there's the comfort of others, but there's also that heavenly support. That is a very, very powerful thing when we capture the wonder of all of heaven is alongside us at this time. I guess the third thing that we can overcome is because of the King who leads us. Hear this, everyone born of God is victorious and overcomes the world. Not everybody who just lives with a positive outlook. Just be positive, surround yourself with positive people. No, no, no. Yes, be positive. Yes, have a great outlook. Yes, believe the best. But let's be aware, we've got the King of Kings who leads yeah, us. We have amazing. God who leads us. Aren't you grateful that we have a loving, personal, faithful God that desires to engage with us daily? He, engu- he desires sorry, to lead us, right? And His love is unfailing. His presence is all-powerful. His wisdom is unmatched in every single way. And He has a perfect path for us. Yeah. It's quite incredible to think that that's how intricately God has detailed our lives and invested into us. Amazing. But then not only that, He has gifted us His Holy Spirit, come on, an advocate a friend who is the power of God and the person of Jesus available to every single one of us to achieve what He has desired to be achieved in our lives. So it's not actually about us going out and trying harder and doing better and striving, but it's enabling the ability of the Holy Spirit to outwork in and through our lives and that the grace of God would move in a way that would set us apart and that we would overcome by His Spirit, not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Amazing. But I wanted to just, you know, really share heart in this moment. And it's going to be a challenging thought. But I honestly believe within the armour that God has given us, there is a way that the enemy will do whatever he can to still attack your life, attack our lives. This gravity that we're talking about, pulling us down, trying to make us less than God has destined and called us to be. And I really believe that there actually needs to be a diligence, a true ownership from every single one of us to personally embrace the way that God has called us to live, to embrace His Word and the ways that He actually says, these are the parameters that I want you to live by. Mm. Because who knows, we've got an enemy, as I said before, who will do everything to take your focus off him and put your focus on you. He wants me to get my eyes off the savior and he wants me to put it on self. Mm-hmm. He wants to say, but Craig, how does that make you feel? And, and is that fair? Should you really forgive your enemy? I mean, they're the one that offended you. Should you really you know, love those who hurt you? Uh, you know, Should you really be somebody that goes the extra mile when no one's gonna give you credit and no one's gonna acknowledge it? Should you really be someone that should, you know, when nobody's watching, be diligent with your eyes and, you know, I guess ensure the purity of your heart is maintained? Come on, you don't need to do that. And He wants to corrupt us. But I believe that as He corrupts us, what He's doing is He's making cracks in our Mm armour. And when we have cracks in our armour because we live in compromise... It enables Him to have an activity and a way in our lives that is not going to enable you and not going to enable me to live an overcoming life. Mm. It may sound, again, a little harsh, but we've got to be real. You know, Romans eight twelve puts it like this. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation. Wow, that's a pretty big word. Yeah. And it's not to be living to the flesh and according to it. But verse 13 says, "But For if we live according to the flesh, we will die. But if we live by the Spirit, we actually put to death the misdeeds of the body. Come on, and we will live. Verse 14 says, And for those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. And the Spirit you receive does not make you a slave. Hear this. Sometimes we think we're not, we embrace all of God's ways. Here we are, you know, suppressed by these, uh, I guess, boundaries. Some would call them rules. You know, we're not talking about religious rules. We're talking about a loving God who has set a pathway for you and I to know His fullness and to live a life without the damage and the pain that the enemy wants you to receive. His ways are ways to set us free and a ways, yes, we're going to face challenges. Yes, life is going to be challenged. Not everything's going to make sense. And it doesn't mean we're not subject to pain, but it does mean that we have a God that is right there before us and alongside us, that we have not wandered off in our own ability and our own strength. But rather you have received a spirit that has been brought to you about the adoption, adoption, taking you in as his own. Amazing. You know, a number of years ago, friends and I, you know, and this has been something that I guess has been a real uh, key area of my walk with God is I just don't want to live in compromise. Mm. Because I believe that when we live in compromise, we place a ceiling on the call of God on our lives. And we actually bought knives. I, I love knives and you know pocket knives. And my father-in-law, the eyes in which I look into every day, <laughs> uh, he actually gives all of his sons uh, a knife and, uh, and I have the special knife that's with me. But we bought knives together and we got engraved on the blade, CTC, cut the compromise. And we just held each other accountable to really cut out those things that are gonna steal and rob the reality of what God actually has in store for us. And they're not always big, heavy things. They can be just small things, could be attitudes. It could just be a little offence that we just don't wanna get rid of. Mm. It may just be a laziness when it comes to our personal purity and the habits that we have, maybe the jokes that we make. Maybe it is the way we treat our loved ones. Maybe it is the the fact that we are caught up in some pretty heavy stuff, some addictive behaviours that are really causing damage to your heart and your soul. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to empower you to cut the compromise, to live in a new place of breakthrough, to live in a new place of freedom, to actually access a new level of joy. You know, again, it's not about you working harder, but it is about a diligence and it is going to take determination, but it doesn't come out of a place of, oh, I need to live more disciplined. It actually comes out of a place that I want to live with this delight in my God. I want to live in this place where I just go, God, you're just that good. I don't want anything to get in the way. Yeah. I don't want anything to rob the relationship that we have. And again, I know this is challenging and we're not gonna get it all right all the time. Trust me, we're gonna fall over. We're gonna make mistakes, but let's run to God with our stuff. Let's run to God with our rags. Come on, let's run to God with the dirty errors of our life. Don't hide them bring them to Him. And even in a moment, we're gonna have a time of worship and we're gonna declare the song, Graves into Gardens. And I love it and it's not so much a reflective song, it really is an empowering song. It just declares what our God is able to do. And we're gonna come into a moment that afresh, we just take on this ownership that we live an overcoming life because our God has overcome. But in this song, it has this really amazing uh, phrase and it talks about bring your weakness. Bring your weakness. He sees all of it, yet I bring it to Him and His love is unfailing. And can I just encourage us in this moment that we're about to have in a few minutes, come on, don't hide this this area. Maybe you, you feel right now God's put His finger on something saying, come on, it's time to deal with that. It's time to change that. It's time to address that. This has been an area that you've been held back in. It's time to move forward. I want to encourage you, when we worship together, just lay it out before Him. And you know what? He can turn a grave into a garden. Come on, He can turn this area of brokenness into a place of freedom. He can take that which has bound you and He can see it to be a place of blessing in your life.